1: Tonight, International Monetary Fund finally approves Ghana's request for $3 billion bailout. In as much as uh,
2: both approval represent good news, and we celebrate that, I think we need to also be a bit conscious. It's time to roll our sleeves and get to
1: work. It is not time to pop champagne. We have details also on top story tonight. MPP already looking forward to a by-election in Asin North, with Parliament set to declare the seat vacant after the Supreme Court unanimously declared the election of NDC's James Jachikwasing as MP as null and void.
3: The law lords, all the seven of them, have agreed unanimously with the position we have held all along. The EC will have to comply. Insofar as that seat now remains vacant, the EC has to conduct elections in that constitution.
1: We have the very latest as the opposition NDC insists the matter is far from over.
4: Parliamentary petitions end at the court of appeal. I can only tell you what the law allows. So the law allows for a review, and if that decision is taken to go for a review, we haven't seen the end of it.
1: But in the last hour, the deposed MP has thrown in the towel, saying in a statement he will no longer litigate the matter, but leave it to, quote, the court of conscience. We will take you to the Ascension constituency for reactions
2: have This
5: is Top Story with Evans Mensah.
1: And Top Story is always uh, brought to you by Vodafone shortly. we bring you the very latest on that uh, developing story all day about the Supreme Court's declaration uh, that the election and swearing-in of James Dachiquasing, the MP for Ascend North, is null and void. Stay with us for that because we've been hearing from him in the last hour. But first, the International Monetary Fund has in the last hour approved Ghana's request for a $3 billion bailout. Ghana is expected to immediately receive an initial disbursement of about six hundred million dollars. My colleague Elton Brobe is joining me now because he has uh, some uh, details we are beginning to learn on the back of this approval today. Uh, Elting, what more are we learning?
6: So, Eva, there are some key characteristics of this IMF program,
1: uh, which comes in with
6: some three billion US dollars for uh, to support Ghana's, you know, uh, economy, uh, for you know. Same as balance of payments. Now we understand that some $600 million will first come in and then the rest will come in depending on how we are able to meet some conditions that uh, have been set by the IMO. So these are some of the key characteristics exclusively we can report on. So a three year arrangement under the extended credit facility uh, and this provides a $3 billion US dollar funding support the life of the program. The US billion, $3 billion Represent 304 percent of Ghana's SDR quota, which currently stands as uh, 738 million uh, US dollars. There's also a memorandum of understanding that should be signed between the Bank of Ghana and the Ministry of Finance to guide replacement uh, payment repayment of loans to the fund. Also, loan terms of zero percent interest rate with a grace period of 3. 5.5 years and a fiscal maturity of 10 years. Program includes conditionalities around prior action, structural uh, benchmarks, as well as quantitative performance or criteria. Let me go over the criteria against as we have exclusively secured from the IMF. So we have a three-year program, which is bringing in three billion US dollars. It provides funding support. For the program entirely. Now, the 3 billion US dollars, according to the IMF, represent 304% of Ghana's SGL quota, which currently stands at $738 million. That's our, our reserve, if you like. Now, a memorandum of understanding, according to this uh, criteria or conditions, should be signed between the Bank of Ghana and the Ministry of Finance to guide repayment of loans to the fund. Also, the loan terms include the 0% rate a grace period of 5.5 years and a final maturity of 10 years. program includes conditionalities around prior action, structural benchmarks, and quantitative performance criteria. So these are, I'm sure that with time, the explanation will come out. These are the characteristics of the IMF program that has been approved for Ghana.
1: And also Thank you very much because the, the essence of that document that has been detailing for us is that, uh, yes, this has been approved. We are getting the money immediately coming in, $600 million, but we have conditions attached to it that we will need to meet to trigger subsequent disbursement. Well, uh, members of the academia and economists are now warning uh, Ghana that it's not time yet to Pop the champagne because of the conditions that Elting have just been detailing for us. Listen to uh, Professor Godfrey Bockwing, an economist uh, with the University of Ghana.
2: Yeah, I, I think that in as much as both our approval represent good news and we celebrate that, I think we need to also be a bit conscious and and, 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 and because um, when you open the program, it will be work. And I want to lean towards what uh, Dr. Tiwa Champong said, that the first release is a statement of intent. The subsequent installment will be based on performance. Okay. So I would add that. Let's wait and see what is in the program itself. What are the structural benchmarks? What are the fiscal reforms? Don't forget that, in as much as the book covers is good news, there are targets that we have to meet every six months of the program review. Part of the target may include increasing our tax to GDP uh, uh, revenue, tax to GDP ratio to let's say eighteen percent. Okay, the strategy in increasing the tax revenue who impact negatively businesses, if we don't adopt optimal tax handles. Mm. Then, so that is, in, that is effect. Okay. And then also, in as much as I agree and consistent with our vice president, when he said that macroeconomic stability is like fresh air, Macroeconomic stability is not an end in itself. It's only a means to an end. So what then is important is that how do we complement gains from the IMF short term usually by the necessary governance, productivity enhancing reforms that Ghana needs to do. So if you ask me, it's time to roll our sleeves and get to work. Uh. It is not time to pop champagne.
1: And that is Professor Gopher Bopping there. And you want to stay uh, with us for more on that uh, breaking news from Washington where tonight the IMF Executive Board has finally approved our deal for a $3 billion uh, bailout package. We have more on news Newsnight just about in 20 minutes. We'll cross over to Washington and getting you some uh, official government reaction to this news. But let's come back. Here in Ghana and go to the cause because of the major developing story all day. The governing new patriotic party is tonight already looking forward to a by election in Asin North, with Parliament set to declare the seat vacant after the Supreme Court unanimously declared the election and swearing in of NDC's James Achiquasing null and void. The court presided over by Justice Jones-Doce also ruled that the Electoral Commission acted unconstitutionally when it allowed Mr. Equison to contest the polls without seeing evidence that he has renounced his Canadian citizenship. The opposition NDC, however, uh, says they hold a view that the matter is far from over. But in the last hour, the deposed MP himself has thrown in the towel, saying in a statement he will no longer litigate the matter in court but we'd rather leave it to quote the court of conscience. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Acablai uh, joins us on Zoom right now We're more on this. Uh, Joseph, first, let's look at some key timelines in terms of how far uh, this case has travelled for those who may not have followed uh, the trajectory. And so
7: Evans, you recall that uh, the December 2020 parliamentary elections, uh, James Jackson won for us in North. You recall that before January 7, when Parliament convened to hold the election of the Speaker, uh, you remember there was an injunction that had been secured at the Cape Coast High Court prior to that particular process. And uh, that injunction was brought over to the courts to attempt to have the Member of Parliament stop from participating in that particular election. You remember that he ended up participating with the NDC side holding the view that it is up to him and he'll bear the consequence of whatever transpires. We know that in July 2021, a Cape Coast High Court uh, ruled on an election petition that was filed by Michael Ankuma in a resident of the constituency of the North North. Uh, the court did hold the view that he did not renounce his citizenship at the time of filing his nomination form, and As a result of that, he was not qualified to contest the post. The court set aside uh, his nomination, uh, his election and ruled that it was null and void and of no effect. We know that uh, the matter was taken to the Court of Appeal. At a point in time, the Court of Appeal struck it out. It went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court dismissed that particular uh, application for it it to intervene by way of its supervisory jurisdiction, or more or less review the work that had been done by the Court of Appeal. Uh, We know again that in January 2022, Michael Ankumaninfa, while this matter was still at the Court of Appeal, took the matter to the Supreme Court an that the Supreme Court should declare that per Article 94 of the 1992 Constitution, it simply means that James Jackson was not qualified to contest the 2020 parliamentary elections. We again remember that in April 2022, the Supreme Court, even before it even dealt with the substantive case that had been put before, it was invited to grant an injunction, an interim measure to restrain Mr. Kwasin from performing Parliamentary was representing himself as a member of Parliament. Remember that the court upheld that particular argument and said that any uh, allegation of constitutional breach is a serious matter and ought to be put on hold pending determination of that matter. The court in April 2022 promised to deal with the matter expeditiously, but we had that conclusion coming in today, and so that is how far we have come by way of uh, this particular matter.
1: And let, let's come to today. Now, the verdict was delivered. Who were the judges who sat on this case and what were the reasoning?
7: Uh, the judgment was uh, delivered by a seven member panel Justice George Duche, the presiding judge. There was also uh, Justice Nene Amegacha uh, and Justices Maria Wusu, Getru Tokonu, who recently has been nominated as uh, Chief Justice. There's also Professor Nereta menta Mentabusu, Imano Yoni Kulendi, and uh, very new judge, Barbara Akayensu, who was added to the panel initially. Agnes Doji was on the panel, uh, but she had retired, and so she was replaced by Justice uh, Barbara Akayensu, and this made up the seven-member panel. You recall that injunction decision was actually 5-2, and so the two that dissented in that particular decision was Justice Agnes Doji, who has now retired and has been replaced by Justice Barbara Akayensu. And this particular decision that we are discussing now was a 7-0 decision. And The court held, number one, that it was his, he was not qualified to contest because at the time of filing his nomination, he had not renounced the citizenship as a Canadian. They made a point that the Electoral Commission acted unconstitutionally in allowing him to contest the polls without demanding or being shown a copy of the, the renunciation certificate. The court, as a result, said that his election, the swearing in that took place, was null and void and of no effect, and therefore issued the order to Parliament that Parliament should proceed to expunge James J. Chikweson's name from his record as a Member of Parliament.
1: And we'll shortly hear from the uh, NDC side in Parliament. They've issued a statement in the last uh, few uh, minutes. But but Joseph, uh, Michael, in fact, he is the plaintiff in this matter. His representatives have been speaking and reacting to this in court.
7: Yes, uh, Lead Council Frank Davis holds the view that at this point in time, they only expect the natural processes to continue, i.e. a declaration of the seat being vacant and also for the Electoral Commission to proceed to announce dates for the by-election to take place.
3: We have to protect the sanctity of the Constitution and we are gratified that the law lords, all the seven of them, Have agreed unanimously with the position we have held all along that at all times material, James Kachikwesin was not qualified under the dictates of the Constitution of the Republic to have contested as a Member of Parliament for the Asin North constituency. It's been a long road. You can all attest to the number of times. We have paraded the court premises.
0: Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US
3: LLC. But today, finally, the judgment has been handed, and we have a clear indication as to what the provision on dual citizenship is in respect of a contest for a member of parliament. I
7: and mean, what do you expect to happen practically going forward? The court interestingly gave an order that his name should be expunged from the records of parliament. Of course, but that is
3: a necessary consequence of the beliefs that we sought in the Supreme Court. If he wasn't qualified to have contested as a member of parliament, of course, the necessary inference is that whatever happened was null and void and of no legal effect whatsoever so parliament can still not keep cannot still keep his name on their books it's a necessary consequence but of course the order has to be drawn and served on the speaker and his name will have to be expunged.
7: i mean your your, your client is a is a constituent i mean it means that he's looking forward to at uh, the ec once that uh, that order is drawn up the ec taking steps for uh the effective rebel election to take place <laughs> he's not looking forward
3: that is the constitutional injunction on the EC. So, my client is not looking forward to anything. The EC will have to comply. Insofar as that seat now remains vacant, the EC has to conduct elections in that constituency. So, it is not for my client to be looking forward to.
1: So that is uh, Frank Davis, and Frank Davis represents uh, the plaintiff in the matter. Um, uh, today, the NDC legal team had suggested that this case may not be over. Uh, listen to the director of legal, Ibrahim uh, Maliba.
4: Parliamentary petitions end at the court of appeal. I can only tell you what the law allows. So the law allows for a review, and if that decision is taken to go for a review, we haven't seen the end of it.
1: But in the last hour, James Achikwasing himself and his team, they've issued a statement, and in there, uh, my colleague Kojo Nyako joins me. In there, Kojo, uh, they appear to have thrown in the towel. What has been your reaction to this?
0: Well, so he says he's very disappointed by the court's decision, and he's especially surprised that the court now says that foreign bureaucrats now determine whether natural-born Ghanaians have the right to contest parliamentary elections in Ghana or not, and that a country does not allow renunciation of its citizenship can ban a natural-born Ghanian who has severed all relations with the country of acquired citizenship from ever standing for MP. However, he indicates he has turned the page on litigating this matter in the court of justice. What his position now is is that he is leaving the matter to the court of conscience and he quotes Mahatma Gandhi by saying that the court of conscience supersedes all other courts.
1: Now the matter has ended in court, he says he's not pursuing it anymore. Does it mean that he concedes or agrees that he was not qualified to run as MP at the time that he filed?
0: Well, Evans, his position on this matter is that the E.C. inspected his renunciation certificate in November 2020, proud to allowing him to contest the elections, so that he maintains he was duly qualified to run according to the E.C.'s regulations, which he has set the law presumes to be regular. He is surprised that the court holds that he should have offered this proof to the E.C. at the time of filing for his nomination and then applied the holding retrospectively to disqualify him. Let me quote him. He says that it is a matter of public record that I filed for the renunciation of my Canadian citizenship in December 2019. It is also a matter of record that I left Canada in February 2020. It is also a matter of record that as soon as I applied for renunciation of my Canadian citizenship and left Canada, I lost all the rights of Canadian citizenship. It is also a matter of record that I picked up my renunciation certificate from the Canadian Embassy in Accra in November 2020. Evans.
1: Mm, okay. L- let's go to his constituency. Um We know there will be a by-election there, right? I mean, as we yes. he just heard, Frank Davis, uh, he says it's a mandate so they joined the ec to to open this process going forward do we have an indication if James question, may stay to run or is also abandoning this quest altogether
0: well so he doesn't answer directly whether he will run again or not in fact he says help he is helping to develop his constituency and this has always been a remains his priority and he assures his constituent that nothing has changed and he will work even harder than before to win their support and to attain these goals some of his constituents who have been starved of a representation have been reacting they say even though they are pained for how long they have been deprived of the representation they believe at long last there will be an opportunity for them to have representation the matter has been decided fairly because you can't stay in Ghana and continue to stay abroad if he was only a Ghanaian citizen, there wouldn't have been any matter. It's just because he had dual citizenship. Next time, if you are doing something, do it well so you don't get caught up with the law. The person that petitioned the court has done no wrong. Next time, if you are abroad and you want to contest, make sure you have the required documents. We wanted a representation in parliament, but after electing the MP, there were questions. It's very sad we don't have a representation in parliament now who will push our agenda. We also need development. We didn't pray for all that is happening. Even though we are sad, there is an opportunity to get a representation. The constituency really needs development and progress.
1: Well, uh, some constituents there. And, and in the last uh, few minutes also, we go to Parliament now where his colleagues there have been reacting. The leadership of the NDC minority have issued a statement. My colleague, uh, Samuel Mbura, is with me in the studio right now with details of that. Samuel, what is the position of the his colleagues in
5: Parliament? Evans, the minority in Parliament is placing it on record that as of the time of his election, Honourable James Jachikwisin was not a dual citizen Neither was he a dual citizen as at the time he took the oath of, of uh, office as a member of parliament. According to the minority, the intention of the framers of Ghana's constitution is not to allow a dual citizen to perform the functions of a member of parliament. It is therefore baffling that the Supreme Court could direct the removal from parliament of such a person who has been duly elected as a member of parliament. It concludes uh, the statement by saying that while we are yet to state the reasoning of the court in making its decision, it appears to be a slap in the face of our democracy and the rule of law. We shall inform the public of our position upon reviewing the reasoning of the court in arriving at its decision. We urge our rank and file to be calm while we pursue all legal avenues to ensure that justice is served. And this was signed by the minority leader, Dr. Attoforson. Okay,
1: thank you very much. And that's uh, the view from Parliament. I want to bring in the uh, NDC's Director of Legal, uh, Abraham Maliba himself, joins us on the line right now. Abraham, I'm grateful that you could join me. I know this has been a pretty busy day for you, but uh, uh, thankful that you could uh, stay with us for a while. Um, We have James Achikwasing himself issuing a statement, and I want to read to you a part about whether or not he, he intends to pursue this matter further on appeal, he says, quote, "Um, uh, I have turned the page on litigating this matter in the courts of justice. I leave the matter to the court of conscience. And then he goes on to quote Gandhi. Uh, Is this a position that the party has endorsed also?
4: Well, this is his position. And uh, um, the person who is at the center of the controversy, and if he comes with uh, such a statement, I'm sure the party... Would reckon with that. The party would be uh, thinking of um, uh, preparing for the by elections if you have such a statement coming from uh, the member of parliament himself or the former member of parliament. Uh, so, for me, what is mind boggling is um, in, in consonance with uh, earlier decisions of the Supreme Court in G.H. in uh, Baba Jamal, and Ameu where it was stated that the Supreme Court would not interfere with uh, matters of uh, election petitions coming from parliamentary elections. And so I want to know and see from the reasoning or the judgment how come the Supreme Court took charge of this matter when in those earlier cases it was clear that the Supreme Court said that it wasn't going to interfere in parliamentary petitions.
1: I need to ask you this. I know now um, the EC will have to trigger the processes for like a by-election. Um, is judge Christian qualified if he wants to stand?
4: More than qualified, indeed. Um, it's not because of um, the interpretation of the Supreme Court. That is to the effect that at the time of nomination, if the Supreme Court had interpreted it the way we sought to interpret which is at the time of elections, He would have been qualified. So in 2019, October, when nominations were opened, um, he had picked the form and the nomination form, but the Supreme Court indicated that he hadn't renounced his citizenship. But in November 2019, he had received his certificate of renunciation. So from 2019 till date, he's not under any disability, he's not an incumbent. And that if elections are held tomorrow, he could uh, take part.
1: That, that offers some uh, clarity as far as this is concerned. Thankfully, um, your your colleague on the other side, uh, Frank Davis, who represented the plaintiff in the matter, uh, joins us now also uh, with thoughts on this case that had just been settled. He's the chairman of the Constitutional uh, the and Legal Committee of the MPP. Mr. Davis, thanks for your time. Uh, we heard you uh, speak to my colleague, but I need to ask you, You we've clearly indicated in that interview that it's the, the EC now is mandated to pro, uh, start the processes towards a by-election. I was asking earlier, uh, and I, I, I would like your opinion on this, uh, James, that you're questioning, if he decides to run in, the, in that uh, by-election, is he allowed to?
8: Good evening, good evening to your cherished listeners and viewers all over the world. Uh, in the first place, uh, I would say, yes, uh, Ghanai are all well, aware the world, but Emmanuel at the Court. And that is what... I'll, I'll respond shortly to some of the things that my, my good friend Amadiba has just said. But as to your pointed question, I, mean whether, uh, I think that he is eligible to stand. Yeah, I'm not in the position to answer that question. He has lawyers I mean, because he was represented in court by a very seasoned and senior lawyer. Uh, he should be in the position to advise him on his eligibility going I don't want to stray into those areas. I'm only concerned and interested in what happened this morning. It's been a long road, the judgment has been handed. And that is the decision of the tax Court of the Land, the Supreme Court. He wasn't eligible, that was all. And these matters being referred to by my good friend Amaliba, or J.H. Mensah, and Baba Jamal, and all that, with great respect to Amaliba, with very great respect to Amaliba. I think sometimes we, we should not be doing these things on These matters were all considered. He's are uh, very senior. Kachikata is senior to all of us. He raised all these matters. And the court has decided on the matter. So I don't understand why my little friend wants to go back and these matters. You should take time and read those judgments carefully. And then he can understand the import of the rich we issued to invoke the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. See, there's always a misunderstanding, and if you take time and read case law, you can easily make the distinctions. We didn't go to the Supreme Court with an election petition. So my good friend but we read the release was We only went for a constitutional interpretation of Article 94(2a), and that was the trust of the appeal to the Court of Appeal after the judgment in the High Court. The main plank of the appeal was for an interpretation of Article 94.2a because it is Article 94.1 that has received a judicial endorsement by the Supreme Court in the case of Ezanato. RCT, the Republic of the Ezanato. That is What has received judicial pronouncement by the Supreme Court? And that was on Article 94.1. Article 94.1 and Article 94.2. The language is the same. So we wanted to put this matter finally to rest. That was why we invoked the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court that gave us a true and proper interpretation of Article 94 to A as is provided for in the Constitution. How can that be an election petition, Mr. Amaliba? How mm. can that transform into an election petition?
1: Uh, Mr. Davis, thank you very much. Um, uh, I'm Abraham Maliba. Thank you very much. In, indeed, on PMX tonight, we'll get to expand this a bit more and have a more thorough conversation because this has fundamental implications for Parliament and the parliamentary democracy as it stands now. Please join us, uh, both Abraham Maliba and uh, Frank Davis will join us as we, as we delve into this a uh, bit more and get a bit more clarity on the implications of this. Um, you want to join us at 9 p.m. for that. In the meantime, though, a news night starts right now.
0: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad.